it's kind of one of those things we've we've realized that's it is important just to to appreciate where you're at you know it's it's and it's okay you know it's okay if you're not touring full time or you're not doing this or that like it's just as long as you you know put a put some effort into it and um you know stay stay busy with it in some way welcome to the female entrepreneur musician podcast with brie noble Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Brie Noble. Thanks for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, the place where we help you learn to make great music, how to connect with your audience, and how to grow your business. If you've missed any of the episodes, I want to encourage you to go to femusician.com and check out any of our past episodes. Some of our most popular ones include the episode with Lisa Lynn. I think that's number 27. Um, my episode talking about house concerts, which is number 24, and check out episode number 20 with Tara B. She talks about some really interesting ways to get bookings. She books over 200 concerts a year, so you'll definitely want to check that out. And while you're on the website, check out our free resource, 19 proven sources of income you probably haven't considered for your music business. I hope this little cheat sheet will help you, give you um, some ideas and some inspiration. I've heard from lots of people that it's been great to give them some inspiration in areas where they're not making income yet, that they can expand their streams of income. So check that out at femusician.com. The great thing about me doing this podcast is I get to connect with some artists that I've really admired and love their music over the years, and I've got one of those today on the show. I'm talking with Jen Coates from Martha's Trouble. I first discovered them through their holiday music and started to play their holiday music on our holiday shows on Women of Substance several years ago, and I still play them every year. But then I discovered that they had so much other great music that I didn't know about. And so I really got into all of their music since then. They've done a special CD of kind of lullaby songs and they've done some pop CDs and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to get into some of that with Jen on the interview today. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about them. For the 2015 season, Martha's Trouble offers their most anticipated holiday work yet with the arrival of two digital singles, River and White Christmas, in October 2015. The singles follow the success of two independently released holiday albums, Christmas Lights in 2002 and This Christmas in 2008. In 2002, Christmas Lights was selected for USA Today's Top Holiday Albums of the Year list because of the distinctive voices of lead acoustic guitar singer Rob and percussionist singer Jen. Listeners will immediately recognize the Martha's Trouble signature sound of folk and country twang, which has been praised by some of the most influential and respected music critics of our time. Martha's Trouble has been listed and featured in Billboard Magazine, USA Today, AOL Music, Sirius XM Radio, and Performing Songwriter Magazine. The husband and wife duo has self-released more than 10 albums. And now here's my conversation with Jen Coates of Martha's Trouble. 
So that's a little bit about Jen Coates and Martha's Trouble. So Jen, is there anything in particular that you want to tell our audience that's maybe a little more personal that's not in your bio? I guess I, you know, I've been a singer-songwriter for quite a while now. Me and my husband, you know, have been touring a lot throughout the the, the United States and Canada. And um, we used to travel in a van together before kids. And, um, you know, now just being a still a do-it-yourselfer and, you know, a, a mom and a wife and a singer-songwriter still and, you know, many wear many other hats too. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, something that is always, you know, with me. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you can you can still have a career and, and do these other things too. You know, it just looks a little differently sometimes. Yeah, I'm curious for, on a personal level how you organize that because I know my having kids myself, like they have so many things going on. Like how do you then yeah. fit that into like I, I need to tour for a while or? It's hard. I mean, it's challenging. Um, you know, we homeschool our kids, so it makes it a little more flexible that way. But, um, you know, you just still have like, you know, regular life interruptions and you kind of just, you know, at first I think it was hard to to just go with that, you know, because, you know, you have a plan and you're trying to, you know, execute the plan and life doesn't always happen that way. So, you know, it's for us, it's just been figuring out how to be okay with, um, you know, these turns and twists and, you know, kind of not um, letting it get you too frustrated or feel like a setback, but just embracing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause you can't control everything. That's for sure. Yeah. It's so true. And you know, it's like things that happen are unexpected and you know, you just kind of learn to just make it work, you know, really. Um, and just trying to find time, you know, around the kids schedules, you know, you kind of have to just be a little more creative sometimes about, you know, when you're going to, do certain things, you know, with recording and, and, um, working on songs and, you know, it's like, you have to really have focused time. Um, especially for us, we used to always wait for inspiration, you know, to, to write or, uh, do that, you know, any sort of creative thing. And, you know, now it's more like, okay, we'll set this time apart and, um, you know, the kids can do this or, you know, they will be, you know, at art class or something. So we can do this then or when they're asleep or before they wake up, that sort of thing. So. Yeah. I think that'll be encouraging to our audience. Cause I have several people contacting me saying like, how did you do this as a mom with small kids? Right. You know, it's, it's such a hard thing to do, right. but I want to find out how you got started in music. Well, um, I was, you know, as a kid growing up, I was very shy. So I had, um, I had stage fright, but I always wanted to be a singer. So it was kind of this conflict within me. And um, when I got out of high school, I joined a nonprofit organization in the States that um, went to high schools and did assembly programs, you know, positive message type things. And I just kind of like I applied to it thinking, you know, I'll give this a shot. And, you know, I've never really done anything before like this, but, you know, I'll see if, you know, this is something I want to do. And so I did that for a year and, and just loved it. You know, I, um, basically a lot of my first, uh, experiences singing were in front of, you know, assembly of high school kids, you know? So it was like, I kind of just threw myself into it. And, um, you know, as soon as I got in front of people and started singing and, um, 
you know, it just really was like home for me. I just felt so, so at home and realized that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, after I did that, I kind of just started looking for bandmates and someone to play with and stumbled across my now husband, Rob, and um, we started playing music together. And so we've been together now 20 years and uh, been married 19 of those. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I love your guys' story. You, you guys met in a coffee shop, right? We did. Yeah. I was engaged at the time, so we weren't, um, you know, interested that way at, at first. It was strictly, um, you know, professional. But Rob always says, you know, when he when he saw me, he knew he was going to marry me. So I was like, well, that's that's pretty cool. And it's worked out so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when you were already engaged. Yeah. So um, obviously that was meant to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those uh, circumstances that it was like that was definitely felt meant to be. And um, so, yeah, it was it was interesting. That's for sure. So do you consider yourself a full-time musician at this point, or are you supplementing with any other kind of income, or are you just full-on, you know, other than being a mom and a homeschooling mom, of yeah. course? Yeah, no, we're um, we're kind of part-time. I wish we were, uh, you know, full-time musicians, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, something we're working towards again, because, uh, you know, it's been a few years where we haven't been able to totally make that work. So, you know, we've had to do other things and Rob kind of dabbles in real estate a little bit and, um, I'll pick up side jobs here and there. So it's kind of something that, you know, these other things we don't, you know, they wouldn't be our first choice. We would of course love to be full time, but you know, it's just phases in life and I feel like we'll get to that again. So, you know, as long as we're still, you know, actively involved in our community doing, being involved in music and in the arts here and, you know, while we're kind of, you know, while we have downtime from the road or, or recording and that sort of thing, as long as we're plugged in that way, we feel like we're still connected. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's good to kind of have these, these moments, you know, where, you know, you're not as busy and then it kind of gives you some more focus to, to do the next thing, you know, and work on the next project. So. Yeah. And I think you guys are really smart because you don't just like go off the radar, right. you know, you're constantly putting things out every year, even if it's just a single or something to be in the public eye and to keep in touch with your audience. And, you know, you keep regular contact with your audience too, which is so important if you're going to take a break. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we've tried to make a point of doing, you know, because at first, you know, it was a little, it was a little disheartening to say, okay, well, you know, we're not doing this full time and, and, you know, that's, that stinks, you know? So, you know, it's, it's easy to get down about that and, and kind of just put your head, bury your head and, and, but, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things we've, we've realized that's, it is important just to, to appreciate where you're at, you know, it's, it's, and it's okay. You know, it's okay if you're not touring full time or you're not doing this or that, like, it's just, as long as you, you know, put a, put some effort into it and, um, you know, stay, stay busy with it in some way. You know, I think, I think it's just important, just connected, you know? Right. Yeah. That's, it's super important. And cause you know, if you fall off the radar, they're going to find somebody else. Oh, sure. Find somebody else to follow. Yeah. So, you know. Yes, for sure. So what do you, what do you know now that you didn't know when you started that you'd like to tell our listeners that you think might help them? 
Well, you know, I think, I, I guess the biggest thing is, you know, to not get frustrated. You know, it's so easy. We've had so many times where, you know, things have been going so well and, you know, we feel like we're on this, this really positive track and then you get kind of thrown off of it and it's, it's easy to, to get frustrated in that and, um, and give up or, you know, say this just isn't working out. So just forget it. And, um, you know, I guess we've always been believers in, you know, following your, you know, your passion, I, I guess, you know, even if it looks like it's just a small part of that, like it, that's okay. You know, I think that's something we've definitely learned over the years is that just, you know, just because it doesn't quite look the way you want it to, and it's not exactly, you know, your career isn't exactly going the way you want it to, doesn't mean it's, it's not a good career or, you know, you haven't, um, been successful. You know, it's, your success isn't measured on everyone else's version of success. So, you know, kind of just embracing that, you know, I think it's important to, to just embrace where you're at and just be appreciative of being able to at least, you know, still follow those passions and not to give up. Yeah, I agree. We tend to compare ourselves to these huge lofty things. And instead of thinking, you know, compare what I have now to not doing music at right. all. And how would I feel about that? Right. Yeah, I think it's, you know? I think it's true. It's, it's easy to look at other people's careers and, you know, oh man, you know, it, it can get, you know, sometimes, uh, just hard, you know, where you're just like, oh, that'll never, you know, happen for me or whatever, you know, you just, you really can't look at it that way. It's just, everyone has their own, own path and, um, just to, you know, embrace what, where you're at with it. Now, did you guys have an aspiration of being on a label or did you want to stay DIY? You know, at first we did, we, we were kind of going for a label. We wanted to, um, yeah, definitely. That was not our plan to stay DIY throughout our whole career. But, um, it's funny, I, you know, now looking back, we're, we're thankful that it didn't work out that way because, you know, I think for us, we've learned so much and, um, it's been so rewarding being able to, to do all this on our own terms and, and by our own efforts, you know, and, um, you know, that makes a difference for us, you know, and I think that's helped with the longevity of, of our career, you know, being able to know that we've, you know, put on all the work and we can do every aspect of it, you know, and we know how things are. And, you know, obviously the industry's changed a lot now too. And so I think it's been helpful for us to be able to roll with that a little easier because we've been able to, to manage all this by ourselves anyways. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you, you kind of ended up in the right place at the right time because you didn't right. have a label because it's so, so much easier to be yeah. a DIY now, but also it, you've, you know, you've kept your control and it also took the pressure off, I would think. So when you wanted to pull back and, you know, have kids and stay home and homeschool and all that, you didn't have this pressure of a label, like saying, where's right. the next album? Which is good and bad. I think sometimes, you know, I, I feel like, you know, had, had we have had that, maybe we would have pushed harder, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's, we've still been able to, you know, motivate ourselves in some way too. So it's, I think it's been a good balance for us. Yeah, that's a good point. When you don't have this pressure on you, maybe you don't perform as well, but on the other hand, maybe you would have been <laughs> exactly. a total stress case. So, you, <laughs> you, know, never know. you never know. 
So did you have a mentor along the way that that kind of guided you and gave you any great advice? Yeah, we, um, when Rob and I first started out, we were in Houston, Texas, and um, we met a guy. He came to like one of our, our shows there, and his name was Jerry York, and he uh, he still lives in, in Texas, but um, he's moved around so, you know, several different places. And we've kept in contact with him probably the most. Um, he's just always believed in us. And he's he was in the industry, you know, um, for a lot longer than we had been. And, um, you know, it was it was definitely a huge help. You know, I guess being able to, you know, look at things objectively and, and not get not get not get frustrated and that sort of thing. You know, he definitely was probably our number one cheerleader to be able to, you know, bounce ideas off of and, and, um, you know, support what we were doing, you know, with, when it comes to terms of even our sound and stuff, because, you know, when you don't have another, well, when you're not working with a label, you know, it's like, okay, well, where do we want to go with this record? You know, it's, it's like, do we just are like the two of us bouncing these ideas, but someone from the industry, you know, not, not having that other opinion objectively, you know, sometimes is, is hard. And, um, you know, so he, he was kind of that sounding board for us and, you know, really, really gave us the best advice is just to, you know, be true to yourself and not try to be like anyone else when it comes to, you know, recording, especially, you know, you know, you don't want to sound like this or that, just, you know, whatever the, the song needs, whatever, you know, supports the record the best is what you need to do. And, and, um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what we did. And he was a big part of that. I think that's important because you can be kind of in a bubble, especially in the studio and you need that outside influence or outside yeah, opinion. I think so sometimes. too. I mean, you know, of course it's, you know, nice to be able to have your own ideas and that sort of thing, and which is nice to have that freedom, but, you know, to have someone, you know, that has us just a, you know, just a, an opinion, um, kind of to help direct that a little bit, steer you kind of maybe in the, in the right direction if you're not, if you're not going there. And, um, so I think that, I think that really helped us. Now I have to say one of the things that I think is the most unique about you guys is your voice. Your voice is, I can pick <laughs> it out anywhere. I just think it's a really cool, sounding voice. Is there anything, and I'm assuming that you've heard that from other people too. Is there anything else that you think makes you guys unique? Well, you know, I, de I definitely think our relationship, you know, um, you know, being, being married and, you know, be touring together for as long as we did, just the two of us and, you know, be D being DIY together, just the two of us, you know, it's, you know, I, I think we've been very fortunate to be able to do that. You know, a lot of people, we, come into contact with are like, you know, maybe they play together in the same band and are married, but, um, you know, as a duo, it's been different that way. You know, um, you know, a lot of times people have a hard time working with their significant other, but, um, you know, we thrive in that environment. You know, we, we love being together, <laughs> spending, spending, uh, time together and, uh, working together. And so, you know, I think that shows in our music, you know, and, and comes across, especially, you know, not only playing live, but in our, in our recordings as well. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't feel as much like work. So that comes across probably, yeah, especially on um, stage. you know, and just being able to enjoy, you know, 
being able to do what we do, not only on an individual level, but being able to do it together is um, just is really is really cool. I have to say, I, I read how you came up with the name Martha's Trouble, and I, I get this very specifically because I was actually in a band and I didn't come up with this name, but I was in a band way back 15 years ago called oh, really? Not Martha, which was yeah. kind of the same idea of, you know, wanting to be not like Martha and be more like Mary. You know, this is a biblical reference if anyone listening knows. And so how did you guys come well, up with we that? Well, we were... Um you know, just kind of, we had a, another bandmate at the time that, um, we were kind of just all deciding, you know, what, what do we want to call ourselves? You know, there's so many options out there and, you know, just, you know, realizing kind of our attitude in life at the time and, and still today, you know, just, um, you know, not focusing on all the, the craziness in life, but, you know, trying to, um, stop and smell the roses as they say, you know, and, uh, follow your passion and that sort of thing. And, so when, in thinking about that, that, that verse kind of just stuck out to us and, um, it was just, it, it just seemed kind of fitting. I don't know. It was kind of just a, a brainstorming session essentially, but, um, you know, it, it, it we were, we kind of landed on that verse, um, in the Bible about Martha and Mary and in doing so it was like, okay, well, Martha's trouble. That's kind of, and it, I mean, it kind of just stuck after that, after we first said it, but, um, but yeah. It is. It's very catchy. I like it. It's different. And I don't know, like, even if you don't have right. any idea what it means. <laughs> yeah. It's just a cool name. Like, <laughs> and does anyone ask, oh, yeah. like, is your name Martha? Or, my, yeah. my, two, my two most responses is, um, no, he is, you know, like to Rob or um, no, oh. that's my mother-in-law. Right. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I know we'd always get like, you know, well, I know. I don't know what your guys' names are, but I know it's yeah, not exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. So I saw that you guys did a huge house concert tour back in 2011, and you got a lot of, kind of press on that, especially from Billboard magazine, which yeah. is cool. Um, and how did you guys, first of all, what made, what made you decide to do a house concert tour? And you know, what do you think the biggest benefit was for you doing it that way versus doing it? Oh my it gosh, venues? it was like, it was probably one of the best tours we've done. Um, we, I guess the year before we started doing more house concerts, I mean, we've done them all throughout the years, but it seemed like that, that year it was like we were doing more of them. And, you know, as, as our venue options changed and, um, you know, because for us too, you know, you know, this was kind of a, a newer record that we we're putting out and, you know, to be able to fill a venue, you know, was, was a little hard, you know, and, um, cause we hadn't played certain places for a while. And so it's kind of like, you know, trying to generate, you know, an audience again and, and, and also, you know, make money doing that without, you know, with it making sense, you know, and, and come a, come out, you know, in the positive rather than the negative. So we were doing more of those shows and, um, uh, I guess it was like, I don't know. We were just talking about, you know, at the end of the year, we always kind of plan what, what we're going to do for the next year. And, you know, we're in, in brainstorming. We, we always, when we're driving, we just kind of talk about ideas and certain things. And it just kind of came to us about maybe just, just focusing on, 
on those house concerts for a whole tour just to have a, a very specific audience that, you know, is there for us. And, you know, it would make more sense financially. You know, we wouldn't be playing to empty rooms. You know, we'd be able to connect with people more. And uh, it really was, it was really, really cool. It was a really cool time. And, you know, it just, it just really made, you know, these connections with people uh, that much stronger and, and help build an audience faster than maybe going the traditional venue route. Now, did you book them through your already we did. We, emails? We you know, did. We put out a kind of a call to our email list if anyone wanted to be, you know, host one or was interested. You know, we, we kind of put a lot of um, emphasis on that through our emails, through our social media, you know, kind of as a call to people um, if they were interested or, at you know, even was curious about it because, you know, some people were a little apprehensive about what that really looks like for them if they were to host it. You know, is it out of pocket for them? That sort of thing. And it's like, you know, um, we had a little link on our website, you know, explaining it and, um, you know, they could click on it for more information. And so we had a lot of uh, dialogue with different people and um, with the kind of requests that came in, it just, it kind of just lent you know, we kind of figured out a tour to be able to make sense, um, to make it work financially and all that too. And, uh, it kind of just came together. That's cool. And did you do donation? Yeah, we did, uh, we did like a donation based, um, suggested donation <laughs> sort of thing. And, um, you know, each host, you know, we, we kind of gave them a, a, a target to, you know, you, you know, try to get X amount of people there. And, you know, we knew at least if we could do that, you know, we would cover our costs and then anything above that we were, we were, we were doing well. So, you know, I really have to give it to our fans, you know, um, they really, they really did a, a good job at helping us do that. So it was really, really cool to see that, um, that support. That's awesome. I just, I think house concerts are a fantastic way for DIYs to, you know, get going or even just finance. Their yeah. Career it's, generally. Um, like, you know, you know, um, all across the board. And it's, you know, it's just, it's probably one of my favorite things to do is, is play a house concert. Cause it's just such a intimate environment. And I, I just, I don't, I just love that. Awesome. So I discovered you guys through, I think it was noise trade, okay. like way back, maybe 2011, 2010. I, the first thing ah, I discovered yeah. was your holiday music. Uh -huh. probably your first Christmas album. And so how has that, and then of course I went on to discover Anchor Tattoo and everything since then. Um, but how has holiday music played a part in growing your fan base? Because you guys have done what, two holiday CDs and now yes, you're releasing yes. two holiday um, singles. You know what? It's been great. It was funny, you know, starting doing the holiday music was kind of really just out of playing I think a house concert and people, it was around Christmas time and they had asked if we would do a couple Christmas songs. And, um, at the time, you know, we're like, well, we've never really done that, but all right, let, let's do a couple. And, um, after, you know, performing them, we got such a great response that we're like, well, this could be something really cool to just focus on for a record because, you know, we had never done that before and we're always kind of just looking for new ideas and, and things to, to do. And so 
it kind of just happened organically where it was like, well, we were doing these songs. We had a lot of requests for recordings of these songs. So it was like, okay, this makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's really opened us up to, to some, some people that might not have heard us, you know, it just kind of opened the door for a bigger, um, audience because, you know, people are always looking for holiday music, um, you know, cause you hear the, the same old things a lot of times and, yeah, it's really it's really been uh, a good thing for us. It's done really well for us. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are putting out River because I always thought oh, that really? would be a oh, great that's song cool. for you to sing. And yes, yes, it's it's awesome. So when did the singles um, come out? Well, officially they come out October 10th, I think. So we're having some early release early releases within these next few weeks. But um, but yeah, I guess uh, you know we we recorded it. A couple months ago, it's uh, just here at the house, and we had some. We brought in some other players. We just have really us and a, a bass player, um, so it's very stripped down, you know, um, very acoustic, and you know that's that's probably my favorite, my like how I like us the best, you know, and uh, so it's very much how we sounded live. But we did we every year we add a couple of Christmas songs to our our repertoire, and um, so last year. Well, I guess two years ago, we added River and uh, White Christmas. And um, of course, we got a, a great response from those. And we decided instead of waiting for a whole album of songs to record for another Christmas album, that we would just try doing a, a, a single or two. And um, so that that in itself has been a little different this year, you know, rather than looking at it as a whole album, just doing a, a song or two. Um, so that's been that's been kind of neat, too. Uh, but yeah, it's they just came out pretty much just around now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So by the time we air this, they will definitely be available on iTunes or anywhere okay, cool. else people would like to buy them. So go out and check those out, you guys. I wanted to ask you about GenCoats.com because I remember seeing this mm-hmm. last year when that came out and you released your acoustic mm-hmm. um, seed sessions, which I think was a lovely um, EP, really lovely. And so what gave you the idea to, to do that kind of launch this separate thing from Martha's Trouble? And I know you also kind of blog on there. So what's what was kind of well, the idea? Behind you know, that? just, you know, and trying to stay um, current. And I, I guess I guess Martha's Trouble being, you know, Rob and I, you know, I get a lot of, you know, being the, the lead singer of Martha's Trouble, um, you know, a lot of questions and things about me as as an individual. And, um, you know, so it was kind of an outlet for me to be able to, you know, talk about the, the regular life part of, of Martha's trouble as, as the singer of Martha's trouble. And, um, so Coates is my maiden name and, um, you know, I just thought it'd be a fun, you know, thing to explore. Um, you know, just as, as just kind of a fresh, you know, take on, on what we're already doing. You know, it wasn't anything too extreme. It wasn't like I was going solo, you know, it was just kind of an addition to, um, what we're already doing, but just kind of gave a, another, another inspiration for us, another project, you know, something to work on. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, things could get a little mundane, you know, not, not always, but it's just, you know, trying to come up with new ideas and different things to do. Um, you know, in in doing so, we just decided to try that route. Um, 
you know, just kind of, kind of to look at the lifestyle part of, of what we do. I hand it to those bloggers out there because that's, it's a lot of work, you know, and, um, you know, to try to find time, especially when I'm homeschooling the kids, you know, to, um, I may have like ideas. And then by the time I, I try to put it down, you know, I'm already distracted. So, so I totally agree with you. That's why I'm glad to be a podcaster because I actually have a schedule where I have to meet somebody at a particular time. And those, those weeks when I do a solo show, I'm putting it off till the last minute. It's like Thursday night, you know, it was released on Friday and I have to, I don't even have time to give it to my assistant. I have to put it all up by myself. I know, right? Sometimes we take it away too much. (laughs) For sure. So I wanted to talk about your streams of income because the people listening to this show are either part-time musicians or they're full-time musicians just trying Mm -hmm. to get their streams of income going. So where do you guys get most of your money? You know, how does that break down? Is it live shows? Is it CD sales, online um, sales? Really most licensing? of ours is digital sales right now. You know, we, we do get, uh, you know, from the licensing part of it, you know, I, I will say, you know, that's definitely something that we, we try to do more, um, because it, it's a great source of income. Um, you know, it, it, it even feels like it used to be a little easier to get, get um, licensing deals with different things because now the market is just so big and there's, you know, so many artists out there. So, you know, to be heard, it's like you have to scream really loud, you know? Um, So, you know, any, anytime you can get those, that's definitely helpful um, because you, you know, we're still getting royalties off of, you know, TV things that have aired because they'll air in different countries or this or that. So, that's definitely, um, definitely been a source of, of good income for us, but digital sales are probably the biggest. And then, you know, we try to plan at least a tour or two a year now just to, um, be able to, you know, have, have income from live shows, because I think that is a big part of, uh, of income, you know, it can, it can be. And, um, you know, we also, we, you know, we have a, uh, RV that we travel in with the kids and, you know, in, in order to use that too, to be honest, you know, we use it as a write-off, you know, with our traveling expenses. So it's kind of like, well, if, you know, we're going to offset some of our taxes, you know, to take out, um, the RV to travel in, you know, we need to, you know, we need to take advantage of that. And, um, so it, we're very intentional on making sure we, we travel, you know, because first of all, we love it. But second of all, it, it is a, it is a good source of income, even though it's not as often as we'd like, it's still something. And I think that's important, you know, to, to realize, you know, and, and again, not to get, um, frustrated and thinking, you know, it's like, you always want to do more and more and more, but you know, even if it's something, it's, it's a source of income that you're getting from your, something you're passionate about. So it's better than nothing. I think that's really important to, to look at it that way. We've, we've really had to look at it that way. Because again, you know, we'll find ourselves like, oh, I wish we were, you know, touring all the time, you know, but, um, you know, we kind of just appreciate the times we are and, and that's okay. The C sessions record we did, we didn't even think we were, we were going to press any, which we did a small, a small amount, um, just to have some physical copies, but most, most of the sales are, are digital for us anymore. You know, I think there are still people that like, you know, the, 
the, the physical CD, which I'm one of those people. Um, you know, I definitely have buy things on iTunes, but there's still something about, you know, having a, a CD in a, in a product like that, that, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of thought and art has been put into that. So, you know, I think there, that part gets missed. I wonder if it's different with EPs. Like if people feel like, oh, it's, it's five songs. I may as well just yeah, buy I don't it know. digitally um, versus you know, we haven't physical really thing. done a full record yet. Um, you know, in the last couple of years. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when we put out the next one, what the times are like then, <laughs> you know, we've had several right. people, you know, I mean, vinyl's kind of the, the cool thing now, you know, like we may, may do just vinyl and, you know, find That's more true. sales that way. But, um, I don't know. I think my perspective as a concert goer is I want to buy the CD mm-hmm. when I'm there with them. I want them to sign it. You know, I want to have it as, a, but I'll go home and rip it right, immediately right. because all the music mm-hmm. I listen to is digital. Right. I hope that there's more people that feel that way, but I feel like, you know, you know, the, the next generation, you know, maybe has a different view of that, you know, where it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not as important. I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of just how I, how I feel. I think the mentality sometimes gets like, oh, well, I know I can always get that. Like, cause I in know. the old days I'd be like, when am I ever yeah. going to find, I can't find this yeah, exactly. in the store, it's right? True. So I need that's, to buy that's it right changed now. so much. So it's like, yeah, I can get it at any time. I can get it at my house when, uh, everyone is, you know, it's not like, it's not limited anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we do, is, it's, it's a hard thing to overcome. I was going to say, you know, our live so shows, I'm a big part of <laughs> Go ahead, our sales and live shows is our, our merchandise. You know, we've, we've always really taken pride in that, you know, mm. I always like, it's almost like I have a little pop-up shop, you know, and I, you know, I've, I've carried coffee, our own brand of coffee to coffee mugs and underwear and, uh, you know, doggy shirts. Like there's just been like, <laughs> you know, underwear. I'm like, okay, what can we do to like, you know, have something to sell? Cause you know, that's, that's your bread and butter right there. And, you know, um, you know, trying to be creative with that is, it's really been fun for me. I love, I love retail. I love to shop. So I'm always thinking like that. <laughs> That's mm, a good point. I, think so. I mean, merch, I think still is yeah, alive and for well, sure, for sure. Even if people aren't buying CDs. Well, we are almost to the end of the interview. I wanted to ask you, do you have a book that you can recommend? Lately, I've been, um, the, the book I've been reading is, uh, living your purpose. I think it's called, it's been re renamed uh it used to be called purpose driven life i think you know that that was that's been very good for me it's you know really been a a really tough year for me um my dad passed away this year and i i was sick with mono the end of last year uh it's kind of just been one thing after another and you know it it's really helped kind of just you know re-examining you know your life and while you're here and um you know, to make things count and, and do something that, that is meaningful to you. And so that's been definitely a good, a good read for me right now. But, um, I think it's so good to always be, you know, improving on yourself. I, I'm a big believer in the, uh, the self-help kind of section of the, of the, uh, bookstores. Um, you know, cause you know, that definitely, you know, makes you a better artist to me. Um, you know, always kind of, improving yourself and 
and, uh, you know, finding your new, new forms of inspiration. Yeah. I think the purpose driven life is a great suggestion because how are we really going to stick to this music yeah. thing if we don't exactly. feel a real right. purpose behind that's that? For sure. You know, it's not easy, right? <laughs> yep. So that's a good recommendation. We will have a link to that on the show notes, you guys. If you haven't read that book, you should definitely go read it. Well, we are at the end of our time. I want to have you let them know how they can get in touch with you guys. And um, again, a reminder to everybody that the new singles for Christmas are out. Yes. They are River and White Christmas, correct? Got it. You guys need to go get those because um, they'll be a great addition to your holiday music. But how can um, probably through our website, uh, Martha'sTrouble.com, and uh, of course we're on all social media. All social media is Martha's Trouble. You can find it there, and you know you can get the the singles on iTunes, so you can look it up that way. But um, yeah, thank you so much for for having me. I really great. enjoyed speaking with you. You are welcome. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.